0: This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Oriental Empires, Stellaris, Pax Nova, and much, much more. Hi, hey, Troy.
1: Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Nate. It's great to be here tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, looking forward to this three-day weekend. Um, mm. August has been a busy day at work. Busy day. Busy month at work. <laughs> Busy month. Yep, it's been so busy. I don't know my days from my months. Each one seems like about the same thing. So Ooh, each day rough. seems to take like a month, and then a month goes by in what seems like a day. So
1: oh, that, that's even worse. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's long days and short years. That's what my job entails. So Uh-oh. uh oh anyway, uh oh. Anyway, how was your week? Uh, busy, busy.
1: Um, only gonna get busier, but otherwise okay.
0: All right. Well, that's very good. That's very good. Uh, before we begin with the news, I'd just like to mm-hmm. encourage everyone to stay tuned until the very end of the podcast. Most of the time, if you bounce once we get done with the news portion, and I don't blame you for doing that, uh, I would appreciate it if you stayed around to the end and uh, heard something about a big announcement that we got for exploremn and the weekly exchange in particular. So uh, we'd we'd really appreciate that. So let's go ahead and get the... News started off with Oriental Empires, and uh, it has been a little while since we heard anything from this game, but we knew that there was a a big DLC on the way, and here it is. Uh, they just announced the Oriental Empires Three Kingdoms is now available. So the Three Kingdoms DLC, which we've been reporting on now for a few months, is up and available, and I gotta say the graphic for it looks really good. I love that. And then the the Three Kingdoms DLC is going to include a campaign. Now there are 26 different factions you can play, and the campaign map includes all the way from Vietnam up to I think the Mongolian border, not Mongolia, which I think was wasn't that in an earlier uh, DLC, Nate? They did um,
1: Yeah, that was, their, that was their first DLC. Their or, first DLC, or? right? Yep, so, that was introducing Mongolian. Yeah, to the... Yeah, I think it was
0: uh, called Genghis or something like that, or yep. the Khan, something yep. like that. I no, think, no, that's I think it was Genghis. Genghis Khan, that's correct. You're yeah. correct, you're correct. So, uh, yeah, now going down into the southern peninsula there, including Vietnam, so this is a massive campaign. Like I said, 26 different factions you can play, and you can even be one of the founders of the Three Kingdoms, the legendary Three Kingdoms. Uh, Named Dong Zhu. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, of course, any of the minor warlords that are included in the histories there. Uh, the the DLC also brings a bunch of new portraits and in-game models for uh, the new units and the historical figures. In fact, the developer went all out for this. There are going to be 300 named historical characters in this DLC. 300. Can you imagine any game having like 300 heroes in it even if they're all just kind of um mm. uh copy and pasted ones it's still 300 that's 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 a few that's a lot and i imagine i imagine that each one is distinct in some way there's some way to dis- distinguish them visually on the board so like wow that is a lot of work that went into it and, and Coming with it also is the, the obvious, the scripted events that, that kind of follow along with it and uh, the the highlights from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms novel and, um, of, of course, the models for the different armies and this thing and that thing. So even the barbarians. Uh, so, wow, I'm, I'm impressed by this. Uh, he's only asking 10 bucks for it. And for the amount of work and art assets that had to go into it, that seems very fair for it. So, uh anyway. And
1: it's a pretty solid game when I wrote up the review. Not a, you know, it's not everybody feels the way I felt about it, but I think the way the game plays, it's a lot more accurate than to say something like the Total War: Three Kingdoms game. Mhm. At least in my perspective. I mean it you know, it's it's a huge difference in budget, of course. But as far as gameplay, as far as historical events and things like that, I think Oriental Empires is closer to what we know of the history than the total war through kingdoms game is. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. It's clear that the developer Nyansky um has a passion and a love for Chinese history and it really shows in his work. So uh Fantastic job, and that DLC is out, for those who might be interested. Nate, I understand we have some late-breaking news from Masters of the Broken World. Can you tell us about that? Well, we do. It's very brief, uh,
1: but today they just put up a small update that has to touch with the multiplayer, and this is not for for Eodor Imperium. It's Eodor Masters of Broken World, and they it's not much. I mean, if you don't play multiplayer, you're not really going to care. But what's interesting is that they're saying that they're reminding people that the studio is still around, snowboard Games, and they might have plans for the franchise in the future. So I'm, uh, right now they're working on a different game, like a, sh- like a ship game called Feral Blue. Not my cup of tea. I'm much more interested in the Eador games, so I'm curious to see what else they're going to say. But it's cool. I'm glad they haven't completely abandoned the franchise because it's had a lot of potential. It did a lot of interesting things that many games did not do.
0: Yeah, it did a lot of interesting things over and over and over again. Just slapped a different name on <laughs> well, it. Wow, um, it is a 4X. It's, well, yeah, this goes yeah, That's a the bit bread down. and
1: butter of a 4X. You like can, every time now... they
0: came out with a DLC, they just renamed the game. <laughs> it's just sold to do something different.
1: Oh, I, I can give you a few. Uh, different publishers, AA and AAA, that are no better. So, Well, that's you not...
0: think about the NBA games, that sort of thing. Oh, um, God. Oh God! Yeah, Let's, don't know.
1: even get me started. There's some yeah. serious drama with but, this game.
0: But if they were to come out with another sequel and they simplified the game, or they don't have to simplify it. They just have to fix the economy where it doesn't mm. take a thousand turns to build up a, a couple of cities and villages on the map. Then I think they might be able to get some people. But, Al, anyway, like you, I'm glad to hear it's not dead yet. Uh, How about we talk about a game that does have uh, a larger budget, Total War, Warhammer 2. So
1: uh, they just announced the newest uh, DLC for it called The Hunter and the Beast. And this takes place in the jungles. Where the lizardmen and the empire are fighting the continuous war, and you have several new heroes being introduced that are free, as well as the two paid ones. There's a very cool video that you, <laughs> click on the notes, check it out. If you're just those video, just just ugh, it's crazy. It is so good. They do such a good job with that. There's um the I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fanboy and i I nerd out whenever I see this stuff, so it's I, I'm I don't know i'm I'm bad with this. i'll just I'll just come out and say it. I'm bad. I'm very excited for it, though I have not played it yet, but that's okay because I'm waiting until the next set comes out to jump in. It's just it's massive. it's I know once I start playing it, I'll play nothing else for a long time. So I own it. I will. but here's the thing. there's this other thing that's brewing. And I really want to talk about it, but I'm not. I'm going to mention it briefly. And if you listener, other, I found so far one source, and I'm looking for other sources because, um, yeah, the, the source is good, but he's kind of biased. So I don't want to just present the one side. But this has to do with Creative Assembly going into partnership with NetEase and some um, – I believe the proper terminology is – financial irregularities with pricing or pricing irregularities that have been propping up the past week. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to do some more research and I'm going to try to get some more sources than other than just the one, but back to the game itself, they're adding some unique skills. They're adding some uh, new effects. There's just, it's, it's amazingly awesome. And If you are a Total War fan, you're going to love it. And if you're not, you're going to wonder why you're not a fan, other than, of course, the price, because the game is not cheap. And um, that's it. Just click on the notes. Check it out if you haven't already.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, Very intriguing. So we're going to move on to Pax Nova. And Pax Nova is a game I think people have uh, thought about, wondered about, dreamt about, for years and years, but not many people have ever had the real guts to produce, and that's a game that mates the space mechanics of something like a Master of Orion two with the terrestrial mechanics of a Civ game, and so that's that's what they're doing here. And so, Pax Nova got an update recently, and this one is called a planetary update because it's dealing with just the terrestrial stuff, at least for the most part. So now you can uh, choose different galaxy and planet sizes, and how many computer AIs you want to begin with. This game is still in beta testing, so obviously, maybe not even that. You might say it's alpha testing because it doesn't have all the features implemented yet. So all the more control over the the size and scope of the game are in. Also, uh, the planets got a, a refresh with the different biomes, a lot more differentiation as far as the visuals are concerned has been implemented new lighting and textures are added uh also uh in addition to this the the research tree has been reworked and uh diplomacy has gotten um some refresh as well so uh you might notice if you if you've been playing it along some additional changes to the various factions you can play all and uh, technologies that kind of go with the different changes to the planets and the, the races and things like this. So he's even added a bit more lore and uh, context quotes for the game, which is always appreciated because you want to feel more immersed in the game. Mm-hmm. So natural wonders too. In natural wonders. Yep. Very good. So, uh, I mean, it's a huge update. There's quite a, quite a list of things, everything from mm-hmm. uh, new armored units to sound effects to more random events and all this sort of thing. So, um, yeah, And it's still an early access as yeah, well. Yeah, right, so exactly. We yeah. want to stress that it's it's not in final form. It's no. Still adding features to the game. And like I said, if you've ever wondered what it would be like to have uh, a full-fledged space 4X put together with a full-fledged terrestrial 4X, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. might be it. Uh, I think that's quite a, li- a lot to bite off, but... I mean, ever since the early days, that's what, that's what people have wondered about. It's like, man, what if Master Orion 3 had been like 2 plus Civ 2, and you just put them together, or something like that. So, All exactly. right, what's next, Nate?
1: Well, before we move on, Rob has a new video series, and he's been looking at this newest update and continuing to give feedback on things he'd like to see changed. And if you go online... And look, there's not a lot of coverage for PAX Nova. So I think we're one of the few out there that are being consistent about it. So if you see something, definitely leave a comment. Let us know because it seems like they're paying attention. So this is your chance to have an impact. This is your chance to, you know, be heard. Okay, well, moving on, we have some Stellaris news. This is um, the second dev diary. Since they came back, and it's called Empire Sprawl and Administrative Capacity. And this is all part of their stuff that they were doing in the summer while on vacation. They're kind of messing around, tweaking it, doing all, you know, doing just just trying to figure out some background functions. And they're going to be adjusting Empire Sprawl and what happens if your administrative capacity is exceeded. They're making it more interesting. But to me, that's all great. There's not a lot there just yet. It's still early days. They might change their mind a thousand times. But to me, the the major thing is is that under administrative capacity, they mentioned this new um, like a job essentially called the bureaucrat. And like the moment I saw that, like a curtain descended over my eyes. I, 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 I'm just like I. Please, please do something to make it better. Don't make it like one game that has a lot of bureaucracy in it. Two games. They have two games. It's Crusader Kings 2 and Europa Universalis 4. And on the one hand, within those games, it fits. But if they add it to Stellaris just as an additional layer and it's there's nothing interesting behind it, it's just going to be unnecessary busy work. Now, again, it's early days. Who knows? But like that, that... The moment I saw bureaucrat, I'm just like, oh, God, oh, God, not in my games, too. I don't want to deal with it in my games, too, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can just go through all the threads on the Stellaris forum and our giant mm-hmm. Stellaris thread. In oh, our my own God, forum it's huge. And just see people clamoring for more bureaucracy in Stellaris. I mean, they are desperate for b- bureaucracy. They're about to get it. Oh, man, that that is really bad. That That is, a, like, they're sitting around a table thinking, man, how are we going to, like, get some people back to this game? What are we going to do to get people really excited about Stellaris? Like, man, bureaucracy, that's what people love. They just, when they hear that, they just flock to it. They just flock I would say
1: it. diplomacy,
0: um, like a
1: proper but, diplomatic system.
0: Yeah, that, that was the thing from the very get-go right. that we wanted more out of Stellaris because Stellaris right. had potential right at the beginning Yep, uh, yep. to have diplomacy not combat be yep. the main uh subsystem I mean, for the game yeah that would know? make
1: it a proper grand strategy game and i mean yeah e- let's be honest let's be completely honest here the combat in stellaris is not better than it is in many other games where you could just auto resolve it essentially so the combat in stellaris is for me and i mean i'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm not trying to talk down. It's just the combat in Stellaris is not all that different than it is in Galactic Civilizations three or endless space two. Yeah, Meaning yeah. that it's serviceable, it has its thing, but every time they take something away, when they took away the the various forms of travel, you know, the, the types of uh, intergalactic travel, right? The FTL drive they you know, they minimized it, they cut it down, they took something away when they took away, you know, when they keep tweaking this and that and the other thing, they're taking stuff away and that's fine. I, you know, it's it's all good. Sure, by all means, do what you gotta do. It's just that the game is a story engine. The, what they should be focusing on is like just owning it and adding more and more events like that. Awesome chains, different types of chains, add things like that. I mean, quest chains, you know, w- or paths, or whatever you want to call it. But if, if you're not doing anything with combat, and you're going to start focusing more on bureaucracy, then do it as, a re- like as part of diplomacy, as part of espionage. Do it as a relationship thing between different empires. And, you know, so some empires are more like Crusader King II empires. Other ones might be more like advanced Europa Universalis or something else. You know, if they do it like that, okay, I can see it, and all right, cool. Yes, make it more grand strategy. But if it's adding another layer, another more depth, but of a micromanagement type, personally, I don't want, you know? So, not that anybody's listening, but, you know, I'm just getting my opinion, (laughs) you know?
0: Right. No, I'm with you all the way. With you all the way. So, uh, a really cool thing happened this past week. The developer for Dominus Galaxia dropped by our forums and gave us an update for. How the game is coming along. And so uh, we're going to report just real briefly briefly what he said. So there are now additional terrain types in space combat. We're just talking about space combat. What a wonderful segue. Uh, Now you can fight in a nebula. There's going to be debris tiles. There are asteroids, which aren't so new. But, I mean, they can block movement and attacks. They can be destroyed. So there's going to be destructible... Uh, in-game elements in the combat battle board, which is great. I think that's a really great thing to have in 4X combat is uh, terrain that can change depending upon the player's actions. So that's great. He's reworked the retreat mechanics where, you know, I guess it's a, a holdover from the olden days where you might have to move your ship to the very back of the battle board and then wait X number of turns for your warp drive to kick in and then leave, which would and and it wasn't just in space like other mm. other you know terrestrial games with a battle board had similar retreat mechanics. You'd have to go to that. Not had they still have it now? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, he's he's saying you know what? Forget that. You can warp out from any tile you want. However, it may take a while. For your FTL drives to spool up and get you out of there. Just like always. So now you don't have to move to the back. and It makes retreating more of a uh, viable option. And I think it opens up strategic decisions. Where you can do more hit and run style attacks. Perhaps you can make a bunch of glass cannon tanks. tanks. I'm sorry, not tanks. Ships come in, blast the enemy. And then retreat with as many as you can get out before they have a chance to really counterattack, I think that was, that's really great. That's really great that they're going to open that up to people. And so uh, I, I think that's really fantastic. And then also he's reworking diplomacy and spying, which I think was the impetus for these posts to begin with. So uh, a lot of details about the, the values. He calls it the love nub, which I don't know how comfortable I am with that. But still, uh, your relations to other leaders is decided by the love nub and its value. So there are a lot more ways to influence the love nub and uh, kind of m- massage your your relationship there and whatever that might <laughs> actually mean. Um, yeah. So also, and then in spying, uh, defensive spending is, is going to be divided between uh, prevention and detection. So you're going to be able to guard your, your, your planets against infiltration and then at the same time, detect infiltration, which, again, is great. It's another strategic decision point. Hopefully, going 50-50 isn't the best option where, you know, you have to make a decision one way or the other. And being not on the extremes, but somewhere other than 50-50 is where you want to be. I think that would make the that whole mechanic system uh, just more interesting to play with and figure out and explore. So, you know... You, uh, the Spies can get missions, and they can do all kinds of different uh, operations once they've infiltrated another planet. And uh, he's basically putting the finishing touches on this sort of thing. And it'll be in the... the uh, I don't know if I want to say early access. But, you know, the, the beta version of the game, or alpha version of the game, however you want to think about it, once you get it to finished. So, it's been a long time since we've heard about Dominus Galaxia, and I was so happy... To see Hurley Bird post on our forums and we want to thank him for doing that and letting us know where the development of the game stands. And uh just want him to know that we're we're rooting for him and we hope that it goes well smoothly and successfully.
1: Yep. And he's having uh he's engaging with several people both in the thread, though it got a little contentious there for a bit, and in our Discord channel as well. So if you guys want to ask him some questions, here's your opportunity. All right, well, moving on, we have some news for Starpoint Gemini 3, and it has, like, a it's, it's a release date of sorts, because it's early access, but it goes, it gets released on September 5th, and we liked Starpoint Gemini and Starpoint Gemini, Starpoint Gemini 2, Starpoint Gemini Warlords. They're really fun. We have, uh, I believe, Micah wrote up one, maybe two of them, so... Definitely give it a look. Though, as a small caveat, um, Rob has migrated our site to a different host because we were having all kinds of issues with WordPress. And part of the migration was a complete reboot of the website, so it looks really good. We're still taking feedback on small changes here and there. But what ended up happening is is that the import wasn't one-to-one. So we got to go back and re-input the authors and reformat articles and move pictures correctly and do all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So if you're looking for it, I don't know if you're going to find it that quickly. You might need to go through Google. But yeah, definitely pretty (laughs) excited for this. We're going to get a couple of keys for the guys to check out and report back on it. So stay tuned for more information. But again, Starpoint Gemini 3 is coming out into early access on September 5th.
0: Well, I I can report that our search function works perfectly. So if you want to find it, you'll be able to find it. So. Right.
1: What I meant is if you click on the author, you in the past. And see, then like yeah. now
0: finding Micah's article, that isn't so easy. But like finding finding our some of our content for it isn't there. So you you can find you can find yeah. it. Of course,
1: of course. Yeah. Okay. And now, this is also another bit of late, late news update. So, as we're recording this, PAX West is going on in the west coast of the U.S. Up in, I believe it's in Washington, somewhere in Seattle. And um, Homeworld Three was just announced. Now, this is probably one of the best space games that has been released, and this one is following in the lore. Of the Homeworld 1 and 2, both fantastic games. So pretty excited. Everybody who I know that is a fan of the genre is besides themselves. We'll have a link for the Kotaku article. I don't like PC Gamer. I don't like IGN. There's a lot of places I don't like. So for better or for worse, I link to Kotaku. <laughs> Even though they get pretty uh political over there and they have all kinds of you know, leanings in one direction or another. I'm not going to point anything out. It's just, eh, you know, got to link something to the news. And there's a, <laughs> there's also a uh, announced trailer. That's also in there. I guess I could have just linked that. We'll see. Maybe I'll just link that. Or maybe once they, you know, if, <laughs> if it's not an Epic exclusive and <laughs> have a steam page, I'll link it that way. But it's pretty, ex- pretty exciting. And that's it. It's, it's a pretty short week. I mean, in, in the game news, we just finished GamesCon, and shortly thereafter is West. so probably... Well, it's, be-
0: it's the end of August, so yeah, this is like absolutely. the end of all the developer vacations, like, you know, they, they make their releases in early summer, and then they often go quiet or go on vacation through the summer, and then once September hits, like, the news just becomes a deluge once again, so... You know, July and August, yeah. pretty slow. Even June sometimes, although this past June wasn't quite as slow. It was not slow. And neither, neither was July. Half
1: of July was just popping.
0: Yeah. So, it yeah. It didn't I, slow I down until the end. I think now that pretty much everyone's got to be back home, schools are restarting around the world, uh, the news will pick back up after this. So, Nate, I have a question for you. Yes. What is Dark space.
1: Dark Space is our game featured in the What Is segment of the Weekly Exchange, and Dark Space is an old-school turn-based tactics game set in space. I'm just reading their thing because it's actually it's pretty spot-on. With fully customizable sheep, sheep, ship Sheep. Retro-
0: is it like Settlers
1: of Catan or something like that? But in space, your sheep have armor. They're <laughs> buying all over the place, taking on the cows, taking on the no ship. And basically, it's, um, it's tactical combat in space. Turn-based. Looks, looks pretty good for what it is. It's not an expensive game. It's a $10 game. Um, you have a campaign. You have, as part of the combat, you have zones of control, facing modifiers, things of that nature. So, it um, looks interesting. We actually, I believe we got offered a key through our curator page. So, I'll need to check it out. But, uh, well... One of us will check it out. I don't know if it's going to be me. But it's it's pretty cool. Kind of makes me think a little bit of some of the recent tactical combat in space that we've had. And um, yeah, our uh
0: Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. You. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, our curator page is just exploding with mm-hmm. followers, which is very exciting for us. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't follow our curator page... You should. Uh, yeah, please do. We have 154 games that... We've reviewed to one degree or another right in in that, and um like a lot of people seem to be using it. We get a graph that kind of shows
1: mm-hmm. the
0: the number of people that come to our curator page and then click on what we've written about a game or where we have a game featured and then go on to purchase that game and so like it's it, it's surprising to me it's amazing to me just how. Uh, much people are using our curator page to try to <laughs> weed through all the yeah. mass amount of games that are just coming into steam on a daily basis
1: yep and uh, to give credit where credit's due oliver has been doing a lot of work there a lot of the curating he's made lists so this is you know a lot i mean i i pitched in i was pitching in quite a bit lately i kind of took my foot off the pe- the gas pedal but oliver and uh, rob have stepped it up in that part so, you know, kudos to Oliver, kudos to Rob, you know, it's a team effort. And um, the Curator page, I think we're like almost at 7,000 yeah. followers, subscribers. or I think it's followers on for Curator, right? Right. And like we've influenced 122,000 people or something like that.
0: Yeah, think about that. That's yeah, it's, just it's pretty nice. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, yeah, please, please join our Curator page if you haven't already.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about the game. That's it for the news items. Let's talk about the games we're playing. What have you been playing lately, Troy?
0: Uh, this week, I actually, like I said, each week, in all, like the first week of August was brutal. Mm. And each week, my schedule has lessened just a bit. And this past week, I, uh, I had the most time so far this month to play. So played a lot of World of Tanks Blitz. Um, I took a chance on a crate just for the heck of it which I don't encourage other people to do. Don't follow my example. I'm a bad example. So I took a chance on a crate. It was super cheap, so I just bought it. And I got one of the rarest tanks in the game. So, like, I lucked out, and I'm super excited about that. But I don't recommend doing that. I just did it for the heck of it. And
1: Yeah, um, I'm personally, I'm very, very, very much against that... uh, life service loot box microtransaction economy you know like for forex games to a degree if you're doing this or you're doing that like from dlc it's one thing but when you're doing it like in a multiplayer environment you know i am just yeah it's like the grind is such that you have to play so many hours tens or hundreds of hours to possibly get a chance of something or just here spend five bucks and it's like yeah any game that does that i'm i just i'm done
0: Yep, I don't blame you. Like I said, don't follow my example. I did it on a whim. Bad Troy, bad Troy. I yes, and and the worst part is I got rewarded for it. So oh there's, no, there's 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 people that have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars trying to get this tank, and they they didn't. And, and that, I that's I just I go spend next to nothing, and <laughs> I get it on the.
1: And the, and that's the worst thing about that whole economy it's like it's not just in this. There's they do it in a lot of. You know, first-person shooters—they do it in the uh, uh, battle royale games. They now they're do well, not now. They've been doing this in the sport games, but like it's getting worse and worse. And you have gambling mechanics, and uh, it's—I uh, can go on for hours and hours on that stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And people will be like, "Mate, that's not what we're about." Why are you getting off? Well, that's- I brought it yes. up
0: so people can blame me.
1: It's all your fault. Um, that's right. Also, I, I
0: played some some more Thea too. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. our Audible extension for
1: it. <laughs> the long Audible extension. Yeah,
0: very long. So it was worth it. And then I played some Endless Legend, mm-hmm. which has to be the most comfortable 4X to play. Mm. That I mean, it, it is. It's like the music is just so immersive, and the gameplay is so relaxing. And I just, I just love it. It's a good game. What have you played?
1: Um... I played some Thea two as well, and it's. I've read. Interestingly enough, I want to digress a bit. Um, I saw some of the feedback to some of what we had said, and it's interesting that, and I saw it in a few places that. When people look at it the way at least from my perspective, where I'm using some of the features where like I'm giving backstories to the various people, and as they you know as time progresses and things happen, I fill it in, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, when you present it like that, I can see the attraction to it but when you know when they're looking at it purely on a mechanical level or from a mechanical perspective, they're kind of stuck in what you were discussing, which is you know the auto resolve everything. And then when that's all you're doing, then it's no different than other 4Xs where you're just next turn, next turn, next turn. And that's, you know, I, I don't think about it like that, but I could definitely see that perspective. So I'm still hoping to hear back from Muha. I haven't heard. I mean, it's, it's this thing was like, what, two hours and 30 minutes? Oh,
0: two and a half, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so. And the thing is, they're not native speakers, so I'm sure that, like, sitting for two and a half hours of us rambling on, it's, it's not... The most exciting thing, but I, I hope to hear from them. I hope that they let us know. I'm also waiting to see what the next update's going to be. So, um, yeah, I've, that. Let me see what else. Um, hmm. Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Fantasy General. to just a little bit. Like this past week, I, I don't know, maybe two hours altogether. I had, and I'm still continuing to work on Aggressors right now. It's just, it's it's a deep game. Aggressors, it's, it's Ancient Rome. Yeah, and. I don't, I don't know how, how to do what, how to like do, do it justice. Like if somebody were to ask me, Hey Nate, can you write a review for *Dominions*?" My usual answer is no, <laughs> not because of the graphics or because the game is so deep that if you don't spend, you know, a hundred hours, 200 hours playing it, you're going to miss major mechanics and then people are going to just tear you down for it. And that's what I feel is going to happen with aggressors as well. So we'll see. I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm close. I think Oliver also wants to give it a spin. So maybe, you know, having him try it out and having somebody to talk to about it will help. So let me see. Anything else? Uh, no? Something else? Oh, I, that's right. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's it. So, okay. So what was this news you wanted to talk about? about yeah. So we do change?
0: We do have uh, a big announcement mm-hmm. for Explorbinate and... The weekly exchange. Well, it's big for me. It might not be big for anyone else, but okay, I'm going to be stepping back from almost all of my duties at Explorminate. You're not mm-hmm. going to hear me on the weekly exchange every week anymore. Uh, I, my last article may be up by the time you hear this. It might not. No,
1: it's it will not. It okay. Will not.
0: Well, I've got one more article coming. Uh, I believe that'll be my fifty-fifth article and i've been part of explorminate for just over 50 months so it's better than an article a month i've written for explorminate uh not counting announcements and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so i'll still sub from time to time on mm-hmm. the weekly exchange but the main reason is uh you know as i mentioned quite a while ago i've become an author and my second book will be out in the first quarter of 2020 and i just need to be able to dedicate more time to that and so rather than do a bad job at mm-hmm. two things i'm going to try to do a good job at one thing so uh you won't hear me as often on the podcast you probably won't see too many of my articles going forward uh and it is bittersweet in a way i feel really good about what i've mm-hmm. been able to contribute to Explorminate over the last several years i think i started Explorminate was only about six months old when mm-hmm. i started yeah i think right around there and um yeah, I've been I've been a pretty major contributor ever since, and I've enjoyed it. Our fans are great. I won't be leaving the community or anything. Of course, I'm still going to stay around and um, uh, just enjoy the, the wonderful conversations that we have and all that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be reducing my role for E4X uh, quite quite significantly going forward, and I'm not just it, you know. Um, springing this on explorminate or anything. I I told Nate way back in March that at the end of August I would be stepping down. So, he's known for a good long while. Everybody's known for a little while at least and so yeah, this is the next step for me. So,
1: yeah, well, you know, it's been a good run. We've had over the years people come and go, but you're you've definitely been been a big part of it. So, i I'll just leave it at that, but uh yeah, yeah. It's cool. And if, uh, like you said, you know, you're working on your books and stuff like that, we'll have a link in the notes in case somebody wants to check it out and if somebody's interested.
0: Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. And thank you, everyone, for all the comments to the articles and podcasts you've given over the years. Uh, everyone is great around here, even when we disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, the, we have an awesome, awesome, intelligent, well-informed, passionate community. And... I once you're in Experminet, I don't know why you'd want to leave. It it is just so much fun to interact and learn from each other. That when, when we're not fighting with one another, it, it, even then, tripping, it's, it's tripping well over words. Reasoned, It's well reasoned argument. Mostly,
1: mostly we've had some. Uh,
0: well, you know, I'm not going to focus on the negative. Like really, e- okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You but even what? that, uh, I was able to derive from enjo- some enjoyment. So, uh, yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you're still going to be around.
1: You're still part of the team. You're just going to step back for the foreseeable future, you know, a year, two years, however long it is. And, you know, should you want to get back to more active duty, the door is always open, I believe. Awesome. I appreciate that.
0: Is uh, Is there anything else you want to say before we close this one up?
1: Yeah, just a big thank you to our listeners, to our patrons. Remember, Rob has been really busting his butt trying to make the new website work and he's asking for feedback both on steam and in uh, our discord channel. So please jump in there, let him know on Twitter because this is your chance to get heard. And this is your chance to have an impact on the appearance of the website on the layout, because once he's, I I don't know how much longer he's going to be on it, but once I think he moves on from that part, he's not really going to be jumping back because the last time he did this was couple of months before he had a change in career and then you know Stepped aside, did a bunch of stuff. So I never did it because I'm not a CSS guy. I'm not. And this time around, I mean, he's back behind the wheel in case anybody wasn't sure. Rob is fully back. I turned over all the stuff that he had turned over back to me. So he and I were kind of splitting duties, figuring things out. But he's definitely, he's like, I want to do this. Do it. You know, you know this way better than me. I'm not going to even pretend to add my two cents because I have no idea what I'm talking about with that stuff. You know? So, yeah, you know. I guess, uh, changing of the guard again at Exploraminate?
0: Well, you know, everybody's life goes through cycles. And right. I'm not in the same position I was, uh, you know, four or five years ago. In fact, none of us are. Right. Um, many of us have had children. Our children, if we had them before, are now in school. Right. Um, some of us have even gone back to school. So, like, you know, uh, all of us are much higher up in our careers and in our positions uh than we were when we first started exploring and so That's as true. a result time is just not as available as it used to be uh back right. in 2014 2015 right so right. yeah i agree I changes agree. changes natural and inevitable and not always easy but it is often necessary absolutely here we go. All right. Well, with that, we'd very much like to thank you for joining us this week for the Weekly Exchange. We've really liked having you with us. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorment 8. Take care, everyone. See ya.